0: Hi guys, this is a bonus episode because I feel the need to vent. Um, So the, as those of you who might know a little bit about our Christmas tree farm story, uh, we took over this 60-year-old, now 60-year-old Christmas tree farm 10 years ago. And we took it over from this guy who was in his late 70s, didn't want to slow down entirely, so he was running part of it while we were running part of it, and we sort of slowly ramped up while he slowly ramped down. And uh, in many ways, we really paid our dues with that situation. And we paid a sliding scale during the early years of the Christmas tree farm where we were paying almost all the money to this guy, basically with the idea that we were selling trees that he had tended almost their entire lives. And that amount slowly ratcheted up as we uh, had the farm for longer and longer until it sort of bottomed out at a number that was essentially uh, covered property taxes. Um, And then as this guy sold the different houses on the land and the property with them, some of which had our Christmas trees on them to different owners, three different owners over the years, we arranged new leases with these owners where instead of some, you know, property tax arrangement, we just said, how about a flat 5% of the Christmas trees? And at that point, by the time that rolled around, we were sort of felt like it was either going to work out or it didn't, but 5% was about all I was willing to pay someone in rent given what we had paid in money up front for the privilege running the Christmas trees after that point. Thankfully, everyone has been on board up until now. Three different owners have come to three different houses and all three have been super excited to have us there taking care of the trees. So on face value our uh, story of taking over a farm while certainly holding the potential to be frustrating uh, has worked out so far. Um, there is a three acre strip of Christmas trees all the way on one side that didn't have a house with it that the family put up for sale as a house lot at that price and we weren't interested because there was no way that we were going to make that kind of money off the land over the years that we had it and it was just bought by a guy who I've actually did some scything for. He had me scythe his blueberry patch and a bunch in his woods. Nice guy but something about the interaction I've had with him as we negotiate you know, okay, you bought the land, here's the arrangement that I have with all the other people, and him sort of pushing back at that has really raised my hackles. And it brings back all of these feelings of feeling like somebody thinks they have me over a barrel. Somebody thinks that I shouldn't have the deal that I have and that I should get less. And that feeling is a feeling I have from the early days of taking over the farm where it definitely felt like the owner felt like he had us over a barrel and he knew that we wanted to buy the house and property and he was not going to give us what to us felt like a fair price. He felt like he was going to squeeze us. And I don't know if this guy feels like he's going to trying to squeeze me, but it sure feels to me like he's trying to squeeze me. And I hate that feeling. And it makes me realize that I have spent the last, uh, six, seven years of my life pushing really hard to never be in a position of ever letting anyone squeeze me like that ever again. Um, so I'm prepared to walk away. Uh, and it's not, it's not just my way or the highway. It's just that it's just not worth it to me to interact with somebody who uh, you know, he bought that land because it abuts all of his other property. He owns a lot of property. I'm sure he just bought it to protect that flank of his property from, you know, having a house on it. And there's absolutely no need for him to squeeze me. Um, and I won't be. And if that means giving up a couple acres of my Christmas trees so that that influence is out of my life, then so be it. Um, but boy, does it get my hackles up and it makes me realize how much I've Uh, that the thing I value most about working for myself and about having a diverse array of businesses and about having a diverse array of customers within those businesses is that I don't have to put up with that kind of behavior. Um, and, and I can't believe I ever did. And I certainly have at past points in my life, but man, is it toxic not even with, you know, even with semi-cordial emails still at this point, everything's still kind of passive aggressive. Uh, I just hate it. So, um, it's a good reminder to me. Hopefully it's a good reminder to you if you're hustling to get your side hustle up. Uh, this is why you do it so that you don't have to put up with this from anybody.